T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy Friday. I just got my my check-in email to check in for a flight tomorrow. That's right. Oh. Yeah. You're... Well, most people get up for that, right? Excited? You mean get up like that or... Well, like, oh, you mean the check-in, like, to get your, your boarding number. Boarding pass, yeah. Yeah. Check-in yeah. right now for tomorrow. Yeah. I just got the notification. I would always, no matter what it is, if I have, like, a 5.30 flight or however early it is, I was getting up. Making sure I'm as early in that boarding process as possible. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, we're going to make yeah. sure we're early. we got a lot of stuff to carry. So, yeah. Nice little trip scheduled. 24 and, uh, hours. 24 hours away. I was thinking about, so, t- you know, it's Friday. Happy Friday. Made it to Friday. And the Sabres won last night. So, you know, good moods all around. Next week, a week from today, is Howard's last show. Yep. I was thinking about the mood he's going to be in when he's sitting in here. And the, <laughs> there's there's Friday. Uh-huh. Then there's Friday before vacation. And then there's Friday before you never come back. The long vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So he'll be in a good mood, I'm sure, next uh, next week. Well, what mood in. is he usually in the day before vacation? I mean, that's most days for him. So yeah. <laughs> he takes a lot of vacation. <laughs> yes. He's in a bunch next week, so you'll get a good yep. dose of Howard yep. before he takes off. Uh, good morning. Jeremy, Sneaky Joe, Evans producing. Sabres win last night. A uh, an overtime win and a fun one, right? Like that. That's, yeah. that's the kind of game you wake up and like, all right, so what do you think? Let's talk about that game. It was... A ton of fun. Yep. What's what's everyone's favorite part? Is it Labushkin? Is I it, think it has to be, doesn't it? Uh, sure. I've got Tage. I mean, Tage uh, scored a hat trick. Right. He's on pace to score fifty. Yep. Fifty. He was. Wasn't he always going to get there? Was that in doubt? I mean, he certainly helped his cause last night with three goals in one game. Right. So they've played the standings here. They played fifty six. Right. So he's got 40, 39 goals in 56 games, which is definitely going to be a 50-goal pace. Yep. When he had 36 and 55, is that still 50-goal pace? I'll do the math right now. I should have done this last he night. He probably would have been close at the time. Um, that was a 53-goal pace. Okay. So he was just – okay, so it, was, it would have been close. And now he's on pace for, what, like 55? Yeah. Wasn't there a point, though, where he was at like 33 in like 40 games? He had, I don't want to say he had been stagnant, but he, I, the, the pace had dropped off yeah, a little bit. I almost don't even want to say slump, but there was a little bit of a slump there where we were asking if he was maybe a little bit injured, not 100%. I mean, he missed the All-Star game, so he did get injured. Right. So, you know, there's that little bit of a, a dip, I he, guess. He left a couple of games early, too. Yep. Yeah. Thompson, I, I watched, that was one of those games where my routine is I'll watch the Sabre game whenever they're playing at 7 o'clock. The moment that the game is over, I'm going right to bed. 
that game last night, I left MSG on, I sat there, Twitter, and I watched the first segment that Brian Duff and Marty Baron did. They went through the whole segment, and then right at the end, Brian goes, I think we, did we mention, we haven't mentioned that Tage Thompson scored a hat-trick tonight, have we? <laughs> like, well, it's time for a break, we'll talk about it when we come back. Like, they went through the whole segment talking about that game yesterday and didn't even get to that Tage Thompson scored a hat-trick. And every single goal he scored was nice. Yeah, as usual, right? Like, he scores highlight real goals. The one breakaway goal with the leg kick and the backhand. Oh, he hit R3 on the, uh, <laughs> on the old controller. There. So it was, it was, you know, it's a breakaway, and it wasn't exactly the craziest move you've ever seen, but it was still a crazy move. Yeah, he made Vasilevsky look look terrible. Vasilevsky had a rough night, rough night for goalies. Period. Yeah, Comrie, congrats on the two points. That's three wins in a row where he's had, I think, a, a sub eight fifty save percentage. They live. They <laughs> live this life of the sub nine hundred save percentage. Craig, yes. Craig Anderson's above it, I think, and he's the only one. I was reading an article yesterday at expectedbuffalo.com by Anthony Chandra about expected goals and how bad Lukanen has been since the since New Year's. Yep. Uh, so what happens last night? They get six. They are six. They are a team that if they're going to score six, they're going to win. A lot of teams are. If you score six, you're going to win. But the Sabres are capable of six somewhat frequently. Yep. If they score five or six, they're going to win. And if they score one or two, they're going to lose. And that's it. They don't They don't have – I don't think they have a single win this year. They have one shutout, right? One shutout this year and they scored – Do they? Yeah, Anderson got a shutout this okay. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, six, six nothing. Six they scored th- six in that game. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have right. a win where they score one goal. And I don't think they have a win where they've only scored two goals. There was a point recently where we talked about this where I don't think they had one where they scored two, and I don't remember one recently. So yeah. they won. They had a three-two win over Winnipeg, but like even that's rare. How many three-goal wins do they have this season? My guess would be less than five. <laughs> part of that is that they score, and part of it is if they get three, they often two. Okay, Vegas and Winnipeg. That's it. Two wins all year where they scored three goals. Every other win of the season. That's 20, 27 wins where they have scored four goals or more. That is nuts. Yep. And, I, I mean, so that that's a great part of last night, just the sheer amount of goals. The officiating <laughs> kind of led up to everyone getting fired up, amped up. I mean, Granado was on the bench. The Oposo was. All the players were. So... That exasperated the, the, the moment, I think. When Labushkin scores, like, wasn't everything working for that goal to just be memorable? It's a guy you just never, ever, ever, ever would have expected to score a goal, especially in overtime where he would only even be on the ice if you were shorthanded. Everyone was fired up and ramped up because of the officiating from the previous 10 to 15 minutes watching the game. And it's an overtime goal. You're shorthanded. It's in against that team. Like everything seemed to be working for that goal to be memorable last night. Thinking about Labushkin on the ice, I might even make a case that he, again before last night he shouldn't even be out there. Period. Right. It's overtime. If you get the puck, you need somebody that can go the other way and score a shorthanded goal. Whoever it is. But sure enough, I mean, he makes the play to take it away from Stamkos, who you know they're crying about a penalty on that play. Yeah. So whatever. And Vasilevsky, like Marty broke down that shot and what happened, what Vasilevsky did, basically, that he cheated. He tried and, to move to, yeah. to his right, and Labushkin just put it on the post, yep. and he was already moving to the other side. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't write down exactly what Marty said about that, but Marty Baron on the broadcast 
breaking that down from a goaltender standpoint, the, the impression I get was that like Vasilevsky played pretty lazy. On that, yeah. on that play especially. You're just guessing because you're thinking, like, what's this guy going to do? It's Ilya Labushkin. Right. And he smoked him. Yeah. <laughs> Posting just, in. It was incredible. Absolutely. So, you know, hey, great two points. An absolutely fantastic two points for the Sabres. I did find myself thinking about the 3-2-1 point system last night, Joe, because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about that from time to time. I have ran- ranted and raved about the 3-2-1 two, point system and how we need yep. to have it. That's a game where, okay, let's let's play it out just for a minute. If that system exists, aren't we coming in upset a little bit? They, De- let, they, let, a, they let a point get away. Yeah. At a 5-3 third period lead, yep. and they let a point get away. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have that system, but... You know, that's what that's what overtime does for a lot of teams. You get to rewrite what happened. And is Tampa upset about losing in overtime? Eh, we got our point. Are the Sabres happy? And, and they're playing Toronto 1,000%, so they might not even care if they get the point. Yeah. Points for them are, are meaningless, especially overtime points. For the Sabres, they're very important. And as it goes to overtime, or even late in the third period when they're holding on, I'm thinking, get it to overtime, take your point. I don't want... Tonight's game against Florida to be a three-point game. That's a team you're in a race with. Yep. But for Tampa, sure, get it to overtime. Get your point, and if you can get a second one, that'd be great. And sure enough, they did. Depends so, where your starting point is. Because when it is 5-3, you want, you want to be able to close that out. And regulation wins is the first tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So it, it does matter a little bit. Not as much as it should if it was 3-2-1. But, no, yeah, two points at all against... Tampa Bay, when your goaltender has a sub-900 save percentage again, I mean, they hadn't won there in five years they put up after the game. 2018 was the last time they had won in Tampa Bay. Anyone, they're going to have to do that, right? Like, they have a hard schedule. They're going to have to pull off upsets. They're going to play, when they go stretches where they play Toronto and Tampa Bay, they're going to have to split. Like, to get in, aren't they probably going to have to do that? They have three games against the Rangers the rest of the way. Rangers are fifth in the league in points. Aren't they going to need three of that six? Probably. At least. When they play Toronto, the, the Toronto and Boston group, I think that's another three uh, three, three games the Sabres have. Don't you want three of those six? Like, 500 hockey against these elite teams, they might have to do that to get in because they play too many of them to just, all right, lay down, you're going to lose to Tampa tonight and go beat the teams in the race because – you have more games against those top teams than everybody else does. Sabres are back up on point percentage. They are already in a playoff spot. It, they, this this pace they have. So I'm in Detroit. Yeah, which is how about that? It'd be pretty. It's pretty nice for these two young teams. What a race, though! It is the opposite of last year. Last year, the difference between yeah. eighth, eighth and ninth was 16 points, and it was over by November. Yeah, that's eighth and ninth. Right now, seventh and what twelfth. Yeah. Are separated by five. Yeah. It's not just one spot that all these teams are going for. It's both of them. I mean, the Sabres are very much in the mix for the Islanders' spot, too. They're five points back right. with five games in hand. And that eighth spot, it is, um, I guess I guess it's time to, it, we've already been excited about being in the race. They're not only in a race, they're in a very good race. It could be just one team like right if you're chasing Detroit and it's just the two of you and we're watching the Red Wings every night or just Pittsburgh yep but this is five teams for two spots and that's going to be intense down the stretch you went to five teams there I did go to five are you knocking Washington out shouldn't we I feel like we should they've lost six in a row 
and they're trading parts away. Yeah. They trade away Dmitry Orlov, who I, I saw people tweeting about yesterday. Like, he is their best defenseman. Like, they traded their best defenseman away. And he was a free agent, and they didn't really have an indication that he was going to sign. So it wasn't just, we're selling, we're giving up. But it it's going to have the same effect. And Garnet Hathaway is good value. And is yeah, it, right, too. Is it worth mentioning that they traded those guys to a team that if they were to make it, they might play? That's the other thing. Right. You, tr- you didn't trade them to the Western Conference. You basically said to the best team in the East, yeah, go ahead. Who, if you sneak in, you're going to play. Yeah, get, go ahead. Get better. Yeah. You're you're not – I mean, these these eighth-place teams, how many of them are just get in and you, it's a successful season, and how many are bigger than that? Like, if Washington yeah. gets an eight spot and gets roasted in the first round, that's treated differently if Detroit does or if Buffalo does. Yep. Or, so, if, or if Pittsburgh gets yeah. in, it's the same as Washington. Exactly. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh's trying to get in to take a run at the Stanley Cup, even though they might not be that much better than the Sabres, if they even are better than the Sabres. That's why they it, got smoked last yes, night. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. It's it's always kind of interesting that the teams that are old, like Pittsburgh and Washington, and even Florida here, and the the Islanders are one of the oldest teams. In yes, hockey. they are. Yeah. But let's talk about Florida. If Florida gets in, aren't people going to say that's a scrappy? Uh oh, watch out! You don't. Boston shouldn't want them in the first round. They're probably yes. better than an eight seed. Yes. And yet they're right here with the Sabers. It's almost like you can't talk about a young team getting in as a dangerous matchup, but if they're old and you've seen them win before, whether that's Florida or Pittsburgh or Washington, that team getting the exact same spot for having the same season is mm. treated as so much more threatening. No, that's right. And usually it's not done because of this. I would look at Florida and say, I do think they are different than the rest of the pack here. I mean, they won the President's Trophy last year, but expected goals four on the season, they're ninth in the NHL. At 5-on-5. Five five. Like, they're a top-10 team. Yeah. And the rest of these teams are more middle of the pack. The Sabres are 20th. Like, they're... This expected goals share or expected goals? Expected goals share. Um, expected goals in general, they are first. Florida? Florida's first in expected goals. So, like, I do think they're a little bit different, but I, that, for me, is just the talent level, and um, it's mostly the talent level. Kachuk has been incredible for them. So if I'm Boston, like I don't want to play that team, but I've been saying that all year, and they've really never gotten hot. I've been waiting for yeah. there's the seven game win streak by Florida, and they're jumping into a spot. Oh, they've proven they they are better than the rest of the pack here. That has not happened. No, and we're at game they're at game sixty, so maybe it won't. And what that means is they're down here in the race with the rest of these teams. And why should I not think the Sabers are? Right, just as good as every single one of those teams. Except I, again, would probably not make the case as Florida. Why are they not better than Detroit or the Islanders? Detroit still has a minus goal differential. Yeah, the Pittsburgh. Sabers are, the Sabers are by far and away the best team on goal differential, plus twelve. That expected goals for share that I still have open. Detroit ranks twenty sixth. Like they get run over at five on five. They get saves. They get saves, and they have like the highest shooting percentage in the league. This in the last like three months, so whether or not that maintains, we'll see. But I do think there's. I'm at a point where like they could get in, and I feel like they might deserve to get in. And if they continue to win, they're probably not going to trade you UC Soros, <laughs> right? You mentioned him as a potential trade candidate. Yeah, for, you mean for for acquiring UC Soros? Yes, yes. They're not going to give you their goaltender, so he's going to stay put. Wait, wait, Nashville. 
I'm sorry. Who am I thinking of? The who? Detroit signed this offseason. Oh, Billy Huso? Billy Huso. Billy yeah. Huso. So yeah, yeah. They've got Huso. Huso, UC. UC. Right. Kind of close. <laughs> it, everything happens before 7 a.m. Before 7 a.m. Before 7 a.m., <laughs> uh, the, the mistakes are allowed. Yeah. Soros. Okay. I wanted to get to Soros because all this talk about what the Sabres can do about adding Chikrin and adding Timo Meyer, they should rent a goalie if they need to. They really should. I heard yesterday yeah. Bulldog and. Nate talking about rentals, and Bulldog had Joe Yurden on. And, yep. you know, Bulldog's talking like, I'm not in the market for a rental player. And I think generally I agree when we talk about it in like a Patrick Kane rental sure. or Timo Meyer, depending on the price. Some 35 year old rental, you know, on the top, bottom six. I don't think anyone needs to see that. If there's a goalie to be rented, this team should do it. And if that means waiving somebody, they, uh-huh. should, they should do it. If that means Lukanen goes down, if that means Comrie gets waived. Shouldn't Lukanen go down maybe regardless? He should probably go down regardless. They have three goaltenders, and tonight they probably go back with Craig Anderson on the road in Florida as their best option. Yeah. He, he's been okay. Mm-hmm. He's not been as good as he was earlier in the season. Uh, Lukanen, but he has been better than the other two. He's been better than the other two, but Lukanen has been really bad since about January 1st. And Comrie... I mean, it's just been a struggle for him. You know, I had multiple, saw multiple people like Bulldog one, Joe Yurden another. Um, the two of them talked yesterday on this station, both during the game. Like this guy's not it. Yeah. Like, and maybe you know, if you scout goalies, you look closely at at Comrie and think like this guy's not it. They, I, I don't know how many goaltenders are available. You've mentioned Thatcher Demko. Yep. How much of an upgrade that is? I, how much is an is an upgrade? How, how many guys would not even be an upgrade? How many scratch off tickets at goal? Would be an upgrade. Right. Who's available right now where you know, oh, that guy's better than everything I have? I think it would be... <sighs> or even, like, I, I talked about on Lockdown Sabres yesterday, like, Craig Anderson, and is there a point, not even really arguing should they, although I got there a little bit, is there a point in the year where they say, okay, let's turn it up on Anderson? Would they ever feel comfortable upping the workload to see if he can give them the same production he's had, but at a higher volume of games? Even if it's with 10 games left. If there's 10 games left and they need six wins, was the example I used. 10 games left, they need six wins. Shouldn't Craig Anderson play seven or eight of them? Or do they not think even with 10 games left, he's capable of doing that? Because he couldn't handle the workload. Because he can't handle the workload because he's 41 years old. And if that's the case, I don't even know if I need... How much of an upgrade on Anderson do I need? If they just get Craig Anderson goaltending the rest of the way, aren't they making the playoffs? You're saying if they if he doesn't break down, yeah, or... it, it doesn't even have to be him. They could trade for a rental, like we're talking oh, about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rental gives you exactly what Craig Anderson's given you all year. Aren't they making the playoffs? But you can play him more frequently, right. yes. and not worry about a 41 year old that needs a little bit of load management. Yes, yeah, probably. So if that idea even is out there, or someone that would even be an upgrade on that, as long as the price isn't stupid, which rental goaltender I can't imagine it would be, then why wouldn't they be in on that? That that would be. The Bills Kelvin Benjamin trade, because that wasn't like a monster blockbuster. No, it was, three, so, it was a third round pick. Yeah, for a position you needed it, you needed to get help at from a receiver who was proven at the time. I mean, he fell off after that, but he was proven at the time. Like that was a move that helped you and said, "Okay, this is gonna we're gonna we're gonna go for this right now," and it's not also selling the farm by any means. No, and Benjamin, do they make the playoffs without him? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Let's be honest. The biggest touchdown he scored didn't even count in Foxborough. (laughs) He scored one in the snow game against the Colts, though. 
Oh, yeah. He scored the only, the only <laughs> touchdown before LaShawn McCoy's overtime touchdown. Yeah, Peterman to Calvin Benjamin. So, yeah. like, that connection to me, the, the, the Bills made the playoffs by the slimmest of margins, and their GM spent a third-round pick to try to get better to get in. Like, hey, we're 5-1 and one, or 5-2, and two, whatever they might have been. 5-2, and two, yep. let's, let's go out and let's finish this job. Not going to upset the future. It's just we can make a, a trade that can help get us over the line. And for the Sabres here, this is not we need a goalie to get hot, to get us a eight-point gap we got to make up and chasing one spot. There are two spots to be had. Two spots. And I, was, I almost went so far, and I, I got to decide if I want to land on this word. But if they miss the playoffs, Joe, because of their goaltending not holding up, it will be close to malpractice. You, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't let a season like this where – you know, this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. We talked yesterday. Is their season a success? And the number of people ready to say yes is high. And I'm one of them. I'm ready to call the season a success. If you yep. make the playoffs, if you end the drought, like the things that that does for your fan base, and, I, and and they need things from their fan base. They need people to buy back in to what they're doing. If this young team made the playoffs, it would be a big boost. If this young team missed the playoffs and they only missed it because they didn't shore up that position, yeah, and they came in with, this was their plan coming in, Comrie and Anderson, and then you and I talked yesterday, who are their two starters next year? It can't be UPL and Comrie. No. You cannot go to next season with that as your best option. We'll think it's the one, we'll think it will hold them back from making the playoffs, it's right? Hold, like, it yeah. could single-handedly sink them. This year, and next. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, right, next year too is even what I mean. Yep. But... This year, I mean, it has been sinking them. They've been overcoming it because they score so many goals. I mean, last night, that is incredible. Your goalie had that performance against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you still won. He did. He had a couple of saves in overtime that made up for some of the goals he let in regulation, but still, on, in totality, not a good game from him. Against that team, and you won. That's usually a team where you think, well, maybe my if I'm a, a team where in the in the position the Sabers are in the standings, and I'm going in to play the Tampa Bay Lightning on the road, shouldn't a typical NHL team think, well, hopefully my goalie steals one tonight? Yeah. It it for the Sabers, it's the opposite. It's hopefully hopefully my goal scorers steal one tonight, which like that's where I get back to. Don't they deserve to get in a spot? The only thing. The blue line, too, especially the depth, even after Labushin scores last night. The depth blue line is a part of this, too, but the amount of goals they let in, of that withstanding, it feels like they deserve to get in, and that is the one thing that is going to hold them back. I looked at daily face-offs, uh, like trade bait list. The only goaltender that they have listed, 15th on their list, is Jonas Corposalo, who is a rental, and he is a free agent. And he has been maybe as bad as... Some of the guys on the Sabres have been this year. So I don't know that there is a rental out there. Demko's got term. Saros has term. Saros also is a Vesna candidate, so that's a big trade if you do that. But Corpusalo has mixing him up with – I do this all the time. I mixed him up with the other Columbus Ooh, Lickens. Because Corpusalo was a 9-12 save percentage this season. That's an upgrade. That's Anderson. That's a, You're right. That can play more. That's a reliable upgrade. And what are you worried about? You send Lucan into Rochester – I thought you could have waived Comrie months ago, and nobody would claim him. And I still think you could. Well, now you probably couldn't you even more so do it now. I would think so. I mean, he he didn't get a deal all over two years and very very low money here. And honestly, even if he gets claimed, 
What am I worried about? Right. What? what so you can <laughs> sign the equi- you can sign the equivalent this off season if he does get claimed. Malcolm Subban might be the equivalent in Rochester right now. Yep. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Our phone number. The Sabers uh, win. Despite, I didn't mean to sound doom and gloom. Right, I know. That kind of, no, it's part of the took reason. a different tone than I thought it was uh, going to, but it's it part happened. of the reason we're talking about that is not only about making the playoffs, get in. Right. And then if you have a goalie that is capable of getting hot, which that's the other thing, have any of these guys been red hot? Anderson has had a, a, one shutout. Yeah. Lukanen, when he's hot, he's given up four. <laughs> I'd want to look at that like, December stretch that he had. Yeah. Would that qualify as red hot, or was he just winning games, giving up four because the Sabres were scoring six? Goals save, goal saved above expected, per basically per game, per 60 minutes. Anderson is 38th. I'm okay. Still, Lukanen is 65th. Uh-huh. Comrie is 77th. Okay. He had... So, okay. The, the stretch that Lukanen was hottest... This season. He actually won NHL Rookie of the Month in January. And in that nine-game stretch, like the record's the first thing they point out, 9-2-1, and one, he had a 9.07 save percentage. Okay, 9.07 is, you can live with that. You can live with that. It's about league average, maybe a tad above it. We've been dying for league average for a while. For 9.07. That was in a nine-game sample, though. And actually, December plus January... Well, December 15th or January, I guess, is the stretch I'm looking at. He, it, that was a 13-game stretch where he had a 9-17. So everything around that 13-game stretch, though, has been, like, guys shouldn't even be in the league. And that we're going through one of those stretches right now. 803-0550. If you want to throw a thought at us, it's welcome. Chris Trapasso, 8 o'clock. We'll get some football mixed in as well. I'm going to start scouring the... Uh... The idea is at goalie because it's always been right there. Maybe it should be the top priority in terms of the deadline is finding somebody that can finish the job, get you there. Maybe that is Craig Anderson who could go tonight. Eight oh three oh five fifty Sabers and Panthers tonight. Another big game. Right back to it. If the Sabers win, they will leapfrog Florida. They will be in a spot if they win in regulation tonight. In a spot, they'd get to sixty four points. Yep, and they would have. More what the first tiebreaker is regulation wins, so Detroit and Buffalo be tied there, and then regulation and overtime wins that would go to the Sabers, right? That's how they get in is on the tiebreaker. They also well the thing is I don't the NHL standings page. I this is the NHL maybe doing other things that are weird. Detroit right now look at their tiebreakers, they're the same amount of points as Florida, right sixty four, mm-hmm. but they have fewer regulation wins, but they're above them in the standings. So aren't they just going by points percentage as the tiebreaker here? Yeah, that's probably right. Okay. For the for the time being, they're going by points percentage? That must be it. Because, yeah, yeah they're behind them on wins, on regulation wins, and on ROWs. So on, so on that, because they'll have games in hand on Florida, if they win... They'll be in a playoff spot. Same amount of points as Florida, same amount as Detroit. They'll have more regulation wins than Detroit, and they'll have a higher point percentage. Got to be a regulation win in order to pass them. Yep, yep. All right, it's Jeremy and Joe. Join us on the Sabres and, uh, you know, Tage. I, I'm, Tage. At, at some point, I'm going to go nuts about Skinner again, too. I got to do it. It's a Friday. I'm cutting loose. We're going to Kruger re- Rants. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to mention that name. I'm just going to talk about how absolutely incredible it is that we all lived through it and that it happened. It's a Friday. I got to get loose with the Skinner take. A couple of nice passes from that guy. Holy cow. He's not only going to set a career high in assists. He already did. Oh, he already did. Last night he did. <laughs> okay.
Last night he set his career high in assists, and, and, there's, tw- and there's 25 games left in yeah. the season. And these are not like pass it to the guy who goes end-to-end. He is tape-to-tape making yep. incredible A1 primary assists. All right, break time. Sorry, we're late. Sabres win. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.